Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. One of the NBA's all-time greats. And the Black Mamba strikes again. Mamba mentality is it's a its a way of life. It's not an attitude, per se, but it's a way to live, which is just trying to get better every single day. It's not something where you you, know, you live with, like, a bravado or anything like that. It's just, it's just the simplest form of just trying to get better at whatever it is that you're doing. Yes! He's on fire! The Mamba! The players, like... Kyrie Irving, players like Giannis. I mean, these are guys that are really working to strive to do that. Oh, wow! Kyrie, the killer! Under the combo. Oh! The league is in good hands. And you see the improvements in their game from it. And that, that's all my, my mentality is, is just trying to get better every single day. Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest players to play the game. Hey, On The Clock fans, welcome to episode 28. Can't believe we got 28 already on the books man this is amazing george uh but we have a great agenda for you packed show for you uh first thing and foremost we want to talk about kobe bryant um we're going to give him a tribute special tribute here in the, in the show so uh we celebrated uh his 43rd birthday so special shout out to the to the goat uh to the greatest player of the nba's time uh also we want to talk about a little bit about earl thomas what's going on in baltimore with him <laughs> him starting up more trouble again uh we're going to talk about kc kc has made a huge announcement kansas city chiefs no more war paint or head dressings uh, of uh, Native American descent. You can't bring them back into the stadium. Also, we're going to talk about the NBA bubble, man. There's a lot of things me and George have been seeing that we got to bring it up. We got to talk about these crazy points, these crazy uh, games that we've been seeing. And after we do this tribute, man, George and I, we want to get into something that George close to, close to George's heart, and that's the fantasy football draft. So don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. George, my guy, what's going up? How are you doing? How you been? How was your weekend, man? Man, it was a phenomenal weekend. Yeah? Yeah, Saturday had our first draft of uh, of 2020 for me personally. Oh, and, fantasy uh, football. I know we're going to dive into it here after the break, but it was it was awesome. Had two of them. I had one. In the afternoon, I know. And I, one in the I totally evening. let you great. down, man. I totally let you down with the one in the evening. I was supposed to cover the shift, and I, I passed out. But I have a great reason why I passed out. Oh yeah, it's not a made-up excuse, man. I was literally slave driving the entire weekend. And if anybody's never done this, don't ever do it. But don't ever try to take a tree and, and try to get down to the roots and cut out the roots. It's, it's backbreaking. It's hot outside. You could just stand out there and feel the humidity coming down my face. I, I started this project at 9, about 9.15, 9.30 in the morning. I didn't get done to about 1.30, 1.45. Damn. Yeah, I lost 15 pounds just standing out there. You look lighter. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> You look lighter. <laughs> I want to say that it's the diet, man, but I think it was her keeping me out here for 15 hours trying to get this tree out of my yard so our satellite dish could work. It was most... And again, you would laugh, George. You would laugh if you saw how I was doing it. You would. Oh, I can imagine Cuban oh, yeah. style. Oh yeah, Cuban style going at I'm, it like you're like you're, yeah. you're in the woods, yes. trying to trying to save Rambo, bro. Trying to save yeah. the deer, going through the trees, cutting it down. I'm cutting it down with a machete. 
And then I just kept upgrading the weaponry. I just kept, like I hit the wood a machete and I was like, man, screw this machete. Let me get this little hacksaw. Hacksaw's not working. Let me get an old fashioned saw. Shoulders damaged, oh, yeah, by the that, way. It's that's, gone. That's that's the worst one. Yeah. So, but I got it done. I did get it done. So I apologize for the fantasy, but I'm assuming it went well, right? You got the players that you wanted. Well, I'm going to dominate both these leagues. <laughs> I'm going to dominate both You're these leagues. It, right it, was now, right? uh, it was too easy. It was too easy. So the first one, the first one, I got to tell you about it. Quick, quick story here. So on Saturday, I get there. We, we go to Wing House. It is, it is a staple of our draft. Okay. The staple. Kobe like couldn't it. stop. Yeah. So we go. We've been going there now for several years. COVID made it a little different, obviously, but. We have a beer pitcher record that we aim to break every <laughs> okay. time we have a fancy football draft. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you, there's usually the 10 of us that are in the league okay. and two extra ones that come by just to hang out. Okay. The two extras just want to, they don't want to compete. They just want to hang out. They just want to hang out and drink beer. Yeah, that's what they're shit. there for. Okay. Well, that's yeah, good. That's what they're there for. Okay. If, if I, if I had to make you guess how many pitchers of beer do you think 12 guys could go through in five hours. I would say at least six to seven pitchers, at least. That's that's minimum. You guys probably talked that though. Be, you're gonna be shocked. Oh, okay, what was it? Our record in six hours is forty. Forty pitchers <laughs> of beer. Bro, you're kidding me right now. Are you serious? Yeah. And this was not this Saturday. This was last year. Oh God. Last year oh, God. we started drafting. We started draft every year at one o'clock. Every year we start at one o'clock, and this forty pitcher night, we—I don't think we finished the draft. Oh my god! I think we got to like the round twelve and decided to just auto pick the next group of guys. We all Ubered. Everybody Ubered home. Good. But the, the we got our record the previous year was thirty five. Right. So we were on a mission that year to break it. Now this year, thirty different situations. We we didn't have twelve. We didn't have we don't have our two extras. Just had our ten. Oh my god! But still, in the five hours we were there, we were we were over twenty five pitchers. Pitchers of beer? Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's correct. You guys are animals. Oh, did you eat at least? Did you have something to eat? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we okay, we all good. eat. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, we all eat. Um, but th that that's usually you know one of our one of our things. But this year, because of COVID and everything, we had two guys that actually was not there. So this is twenty some pitchers. Only eight guys there. Because two, one, um, he's he's in the military, so he's he's currently outstationed uh, somewhere out of state. And our other buddy, he's 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 moved uh, into North Carolina. He's been there for a couple of years now, so he's in North Carolina. So he's a he's a Zoom guy. You know, we we used to phone him in. Right. But this year, I got fancy with it. Okay. So normally. You know, for these drafts, you know, there's a, there's a there's a sheet of paper you put on the wall and there's stickers and you take the stickers off and you put the stickers on the board and that's how you do it. Right. And you always got to it's always a pain in the ass when you're doing this with someone on the phone because you have to recite all these picks back to the person <laughs> on the phone. Right, right, right. All right. That's why the so live draft is better sometimes, right? Right. That's yeah. why the drive. That's why you want everybody there for the live draft. But right. anyways, right. so now we're in 2020. Zoom is here. Zoom yeah, has been that's created. True. That's true. So here's my setup. I got a laptop. I asked the owner because the owner knows us from being there every single year. So right. he knows we're coming. He knows it's drafted for us. He's like, all right, the pitchers have got to be ready. Fill the right. kegs up. These guys are coming <laughs> to take it down. Right, right. But anyhow, but he lets me connect my computer to the to the TV screen. Oh, that's I tough. put 
I put the 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 draft board on the TV screen. That's okay. Cool. Brought my camera, had the camera propped it up so the two dudes that were on Zoom can see the whole table. We can hear them. He can hear us. The board is on the TV. So it was it was a phenomenal setup. Oh, that's it was dope. a great time. We were there for about five, six, seven hours. Probably left about seven o'clock at night. Uh, but it was a great day. It was Bro, a great day. That, that sounds dope, man. That sounds way better than cutting roots of a tree. Oh, it definitely out does. Out the freaking ground. <laughs> yeah. For seven I did the American thing. You did the Cuban thing on Saturday. <laughs> I really did, man. <laughs> and I listen, man. I took a shower and I passed out. If anybody's called me over the weekend, I apologize. Oh, I did yeah. not. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm right. one of them. You're supposed to do the draft on the second half of the day. Bro. And uh, you left me, but luckily, Bro. your boy was, was there. I did it on the phone. <laughs> I was watching kids. I was watching kids, cooking right. food, right. and drafting all at the same time. I, I was I was, I was, was proud of myself. Truly out. Like gone. Like a monk, like a, a sleep. I just, just jumped on my back. I was gone. You know who else is talking about people being gone? Oh, and yeah. Knocked out. Yeah. Your boy, Earl Thomas. <laughs> gone. Is getting cut, and, and again, he is his time with the Ravens. Should? You think he should got cut? I don't. I think there's a very petty. I think the Ravens were looking for a reason to cut him. I think so too. And the slightest thing he did, they chose to cut him because he got cut for getting in a fight with a teammate. Yeah, that is training camp. That is something that happens. If it doesn't happen, you're pissed off as as as, a, as an NFL staff. Right, and you remember, you remember, I guess early in the year. Him and his brother, uh, I guess he got caught uh, by his baby mama or whoever it was, his girlfriend, wife, whatever. Oh, yeah. They got caught in the hotel room, you know what I'm saying, yeah. doing a little something-something. That, was strike, that was strike one and two. Right, but I think, the Ravens, I think the Ravens couldn't get him, so I think that's why they couldn't cut him. But an altercation that happens on a football field, I mean. Daily. Yeah, like that happens, all, especially when you haven't been in pads for a long time. I'm expecting people to fight. In, in freaking high school level at some point. And again, oh, yeah. people are going to sound, oh, that's, um, I don't I don't condone that. I'm not condoning fighting. I'm just saying that crap happens. And, you right. know, you don't really, you know, you, you try to correct the, the situation, especially if it's a child. But that stuff happens all the time. How many times have we seen, like, you know, clips of training camps when two different teams compete against? You remember, oh, I'll tell oh, you a good yeah. one. You remember when D'Angelo Hall, <laughs> towards ACL. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, man. Do you remember that? Like, <laughs> they were beefing and talking trash. Like, it's going to happen. So, I, right. I, I think he, I don't know if he wanted out or whatever, but they said he's detrimental to, to the locker room. So, they got rid of him, man. He's got out of there. Um, All right. So, who's a favorite now to either trade for him? Because right now, they haven't released him yet. I think right now, they're going to try to trade him to get something in yeah, return. They got to. Before they just cut him loose. Mm-hmm. Who do you think comes and gets Earl Thomas? I mean, I, I know that there's an over, overwhelming favorite of who Earl Thomas wants to go to. Of course. He's been wanting to go there for a while. Yeah. And that's, and that's our Cowboys here. Yeah, that's the Cowboys. He's been wanting to go. Remember when he walked into the locker room? Remember yeah, he, walked- he put, his, put his arm around Jason Garrett <laughs> after. I think, I think didn't the Cowboys beat the Seahawks? Seattle that game? Yeah, they beat yeah, him. They beat him that yeah. game. Earl Thomas goes, goes running down. Right. As, as the Cowboys players are going, they're, they're in line going to the locker room, puts his arm around Jason Garrett, tell him, come get me. Come get me. <laughs> right. And he, he wanted to be there for a long time. So uh, I know they're the favorites. I will laugh if he ends up in Tampa because if I'm him and the best team setup is it was either Baltimore. That's yeah, true. Right. It was either Baltimore. I, I'm. I don't. I don't see Andy Reid going to go no, get. No, they don't need him. Somebody, they don't. They don't need any part. They He's already got him. his thing 
They don't need nobody tampering yeah. with what they got going on. Everybody's bought in. That's a system. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be great Eric, for, yeah, Eric Berry over there. Right, you're going to be fine. Um, but I do see teams that are set up for success. Saints, Bucks, Cowboys. Well, I, I can't even say success for the Cowboys. It just... Cowboys will take anybody. So <laughs> there's, a team, yeah. there's a team wants to go to. Yeah, Jerry, here's, Jerry uh, take anybody. Here's a dark horse. Okay. And I do have sources that I've heard this from. Three people that are known well in the industry have told me this. Are so, you ready? I'm ready. And you know our podcast has been able to predict the future. It does, man. A lot of people don't, If you know, a lot of people listen to the show. They really do. But a lot of people, I don't think, go to the bookie on us. And they, they need to start. I don't think so. They and they should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should. Be, look, we've been predicting some stuff that goes on before first take and undisputed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pat McAfee and all these guys. We're, we're, we're right there with them without the sources that they have. But go ahead. Without the sources, right? Yeah, who's a dark the dark horse? 49ers. The 49ers. Wow. Throw that, throw that into the mix. That's another good I'm one. Say the 40, I'm going to say John Lynch trades. It, it's a John Lynch 49er yeah. move. You trade a six-round pick. You can get some, you can get them cheap, one year for yeah. three mil, four mil. You can get them cheap. That's it. Yeah, That's why not? It. That's a good one. That's a real good one. So hopefully he does, man. Hopefully he lands there. Speaking of KC, uh, you heard what happened with Kansas City Chiefs over there at the oh boy, the banning of uh, no more twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty strikes again, man. Yeah, it does, man. They they cannot be proud to be. Now this one I, I don't agree with. I don't agree with banning this one, and I'll tell you why. Kansas City Chiefs, all right, Chiefs is honoring the ranking system within the Native Americans, if that makes sense to you. you know right, Because right. if that's the case, if that's the case, the United States Air Force is going to have to ban Chief. Think about that. The highest rank you can make in the United States Air Force as an enlisted personnel is Chief Master Sergeant is what they call them. E9. Those guys, by the way, side note, if anybody's trying to strive for this, those guys make about $4,000 a check. Damn. 4000 Yeah. Twice a month, buddy. Okay? And then that's not on top of the per diem and all the other stuff they get of of incentives and being a, a what do you call it? A chief that's in charge of a base. Like, those guys get buku dollars, man. We're talking, then we're talking like maybe seven, eight grand a check. It's ridiculous. They get, they get buku paid. I've never seen a chief drive a truck, okay? <laughs> I've seen all the chiefs freaking have Mercedes, Beamers, and, and four uh, other cars and all kinds of stuff, man. But anyhow. They're not pulling, they're not pulling up in the Kia Sonata? No. Or the, no. the F-150s? No. No, and if they are, they're totally lying. They're totally lying. Then they have a, a crappy car because they got a seven-bedroom house. But, um, but no, man, uh, this one I don't agree with because, just because it's it's honoring the system within the Native Americans. I, I know what they're trying to do, and I'm not I'm not sitting there, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm insensitive of what's going on. I, I get what they're saying. I know what happened with the Washington football team. I get that, but it's not the same in my mind. You know what I mean? Because then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take out, you know, the, the Warriors, take out the Golden State Warriors. Kansas City Chiefs is is a ranking system. It is showing honor. Wearing the headdress of a chief in Native American, I think will show more honor than it would disrespect but again i could be wrong uh, i'm not insensitive to to want to hear other people's opinions but what do you think man you think the the war i think the war paint i don't know i think the war paint's fine but they they ban that as well you can't have the war paint or the the uh headdressing now yeah i'm against that 
I, I don't yeah. think there's an issue with it at all. So is the next question, does Florida State need to change their name? And that's what's going to not allowed to be the Seminoles? And is that, that is that next? I, you you know what you you're playing around, but they might take out that whole ritual where they run onto the stadium and yeah, and throw the and do the, to the, the horse in the middle and the sphere. Yeah, you, you know get, what? I hate FSU, so change change your name. <laughs> change your name to the. It would be the Florida State. The Florida the State awesome. sucks. The, <laughs> the, FS, fl- the FSS. Just, just <laughs> or just make it the Florida State football team. Just make it the there Florida State football team. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Washington. Oh my God, you're right. They can't. They can't have any of that stuff. But I, I don't know, man. If anybody wants to challenge it or or just you know inbox us, email us, um, on the clock twenty at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts, man, because me and George would love to hear what you guys would think about this one. I think this one's a, is a little far fetched. I think yeah. you should allow the the war paint because I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I would think they would honor them. You know what I mean? But um. Speaking of, of trying to honor the game or a game, okay, I want to switch gears here a little bit. This NBA bubble is out of control. I want to tell you that right now. Oh, boy. There's no honor you in this game. You are an NBA hater. I, I'm not a hater, but you can't tell me that, I mean, you're 50 points away from 200. You realize that, right? So, fans, this is what, this is what we're talking about on the clock radio. This is what I'm, this is. I witnessed the Raptors play the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. And when I saw the final score was 150 to 122, there's no doubt in my mind these guys are just trying to get out of here. There's no way that, and, my, and as great as they can be, I've never seen 150 points in a game that wasn't the all-star game. You you honestly just got to let anybody just shoot and get to the hole and do what you got to do and yeah, la, 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 la. We're done with the bubble. Let's get out of here, Brooklyn. Time to go home. You know what I mean? Like, there's no kind of challenge. There was, I mean, and the Raptors are a good team. They're a really good team. They swept them. You know what I'm saying? But it's the fourth final game. But show me something, man. These scores around the league are out of control, bro. The only one I saw that was remotely kind of, you know, I guess okay was 98. Uh, I think it was... Um, God, I can't remember the team now. Can't remember the scores or what it was. I think it was. I think it was the. Was it the Nuggets? Jazz? No, it wasn't Nuggets and Jazz. George, who played on Saturday? I think it was Saturday's game or Sunday's game. I can't remember. Somebody had like ninety-eight. To, the score was like ninety-eight to something. Man, I don't know if you remember that. There. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Are you sure? I mean, it was ninety-eight to one eleven. 96 to 111. I thought I saw like talking, I'm trying to pull the score. Yeah, I thought it was like <laughs> 97. Maybe I'm wrong. And I'm like, maybe I don't see it. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> I'm tripping here. But then, look, here, I'll give you another one, right? Mavericks went into overtime, 135, 133. I can understand that. But again, that's still pretty freaking high. You know what I'm saying? Celtics, 110, 106. Okay, that's pretty normal. 150, 122. Like that's, that's a lot. That's a hell of a lot, man. The Heat, yeah, and I, I love think, the Heat. I love the Heat winning. We beat the Pacers. We're three and zero leading this series, but we scored one twenty four. Like, bro, everybody's everybody's a leading scorer now. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, look, look, look at these scores. There's no ninety eight to ninety seven. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's playing yeah. so well. So listen. So I have to tell you this. Okay, I have to tell you this, and and I'm going to break your heart. Welcome to modern day basketball. Scores weren't the, like this the, last year. Listen, yes, they were. No way. The the nineties game averages are from like five years ago. 
Bro. The if, if you score a hundred points a game, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, mm-hmm. you're in the you're in, in like the bottom twenty of the league. Jesus Christ! It just doesn't seem like anybody's playing defense. Like as I'm watching the game, shots aren't contested. Well, well they're you playing know, six it, it, feet it's, COVID rules here. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're really trying to. You know what I'm saying? Let me take this foul. They're just getting out the way as they try as they drive to the lane. Well, in that same in, in that same game. So, I mean, another fun stat. Mm-hmm. So, in the Brooklyn Raptors game, yeah. How many threes would you say was attempted? It, it seemed like fifty from each team. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> fifty threes were attempted. Bro, You're I totally guessed that. I totally Brooklyn, guessed that. Brooklyn went nineteen for fifty. Okay. What the hell? The Raptors went 22 of 47. So there is no fouls in the paint if people don't even go into the paint anymore. Jesus. It was when I'm watching the game, bro. It was literally, even when they're taking these shots, like the guy's, he's in front of him and he's like, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. You're good. God, you missed that. It was wide open. What a jerk. I don't see guys, a lot of guys jumping or whatever. Nothing. Now, I do think. Brooklyn was trying to go home. They were oh, they're three yeah. zero. They're like, listen, we've been in this bubble for a while. Yep. You know, you start thinking about these guys want to go back and see their wives or kids. They're like, listen, can we get on the first plane out of here? Like, <laughs> we got a plane to catch. Uh, yeah, Raptors. What's the over under? It's it's a uh, minus minus fourteen. Right. All right, we're gonna let you hit the over under, but uh, we got to make sure you catch our plane. Right. And that's can, what they're uh, doing. Can a couple of guys. Score some threes. They were and, now. And Brooklyn's probably all week been like, God, hurry the series up. I know. Can we get Come done? Come on, bro. <laughs> get out of here. We get Kyrie and freaking Durant back Durant. next year. Let's get out of here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they look good next year. Now you get a Kyrie and a, a Kevin Durant. Um, we got to see what happens here. You so on this show, mm-hmm. on this show. I know you went on. You went on the plank. And you were you were talking about the Lakers losing to the Trailblazers in the first round. Yes, yes I, I got I got I, I got another uh, another uh, conspiracy theory to give you here as we move forward in the playoffs. I love it. What is it? I don't think the Lakers lose to Portland. Okay. As much as as much as I think the Mavericks beat the Clippers. So they're tied 2-2 right now. We saw yeah. we're working into Luca's game-winning shot <sighs> from from the three-point line. Phenomenal. Nonetheless, they're only down by one instead of taking it to the hole and get their free throw, right, and cause a foul, get their free throw. No, no. Let's just shoot a three and end it. I'm, I'm going to crush these dudes' hearts. But can you imagine in the Western Conference Finals, you get Luca and Porzingis matched up against AD and LeBron? I don't know, man. That's going to be – I'm speaking on it, speaking of, of your boys, right, because you you got a great theory there. I, that Watching this kid play with a bum ankle is just man. amazing to me, man. It, it really is. They he He's he's doing everything he can for this. How many points did he drop on the overtime? Was it 40, 43 points? 47. Oh, my God. He's killing it. He's doing everything he can. 17, 17 rebounds, like 13 assists. He's killing You know, he's the game. first player. He's the first player. Another fun stat. He's the youngest player to record a triple-double 
Mm. Okay. But score 40 points while doing it. Normally, triple double guys, and, and you think about Westbrook, the first guy that came to my mind was Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I, I feel like that guy's a triple double machine. <laughs> and he never been. scored 40 and got a triple double in a playoff game. Right. right. Luke right. is the first to score 40 and record a triple double in a playoff game. And he's, he's playing, on, he's playing on a different a different atmosphere right now, which I'll turn the question to you. Do you think he's in the top five freaking athletes or NBA players right now? Is he in the top five right now? Is, is he making his way up there? I think right now Luca is knocking the door down right. and saying, I'm, I'm not even saying top five. I'm saying he's top three. Really? Players right now. Because the, the, the big thing I want to talk, like if he beats Kawhi though, if he beats Kawhi's team, to me that's that's amazing status because the guy that's been killing LeBron, you know what I'm saying, even when he was in San Antonio, has been, been Kawhi. Has been Kawhi. He's been neutralizing him when, when LeBron was playing with the Heat. You know, we did we did get him that one year <laughs> with uh, Ray Allen shooting a three, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know that's bail out, bail yeah, out. We got bailed out, but um, uh, the the following year he, he which led to LeBron leaving, they do, they dominated the crap out of Miami and and he killed us, and he won the championship, became MVP there, and then he won MVP with the Raptors. I was looking forward to seeing Kawhi Leonard win his third one because if he wins a third MVP in a finals and wins the finals. Now it becomes is is Kawhi the best player with a different team with a different three different teams? Mm-hmm. If he plays and wins three different championships, he's in that LeBron talk. And how can we defend? How can you defend LeBron saying he's the goat when you got this guy who's won three championships? He's been three times MVP. He did the same thing that that LeBron did. He was on three separate teams. You know what I'm saying? When he or two separate teams, right? Because he won with Miami. And he went with Cleveland. So if LeBron was to mm-hmm. try to win with the Lakers, but if Kawhi does it first, do you do you bump mm-hmm. Kawhi up as number one, LeBron number two? I don't know. I don't think that becomes an issue at all because a I think they lose to the Mavericks. Two <laughs> I think Paul George is holding. I think Paul George is holding Kawhi back. Yeah. I mean, we saw yeah. in the game yesterday there was too many times that Paul George was trying to do too much. Yep. And yep. Kawhi was just playing second fiddle. I agree. I agree, and he had times where Kawhi was wide open, kick it back out type stuff, or he's taking too much dri- like he's dribbling way too damn. Work the damn ball, and, and you want to hear that goes back to a overrated. conspiracy theory that I'm sorry that goes back to conspiracy theory that NBA's rigged, right? <laughs> when you see stuff like this, you're like, get, the, <laughs> get out of here, man, God damn, you know. Well, but I, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you another conspiracy theory. Oh, I love these. Let's go. I think I think Paul George is overrated really? as a defender. As a defender, he's always he's always been you know put on the pedestal about being a top elite defender. Yeah, yeah. Luca made him look silly the entire night. Luca, how old is Luca? 25? He's he's a youngin. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be freaking dangerous. He's and to think, do you know who Luca got drafted by Mm-mm. and traded for? Who? So I'm gonna take you back a couple of years. Luca was drafted originally by the Atlanta Hawks, third overall. That's right. And was traded to the Mavericks for Trey Young. <laughs> sure. Sure. I know Atlanta's like, fuck. Yeah. 
back well, to I mean, pull it on that one. Trey Young, Trey Young is, is, is and he's a dude. still doing good. Yeah, he's still being. He's successful. a dude also, but yeah. I, I definitely think the Mavericks got the better end of this. And do you remember who LeBron's nemesis was that cost him an NBA championship when he was with your Miami, Miami Heat? It was the Dallas good Mavericks. Old, good old Dirk. <laughs> good old Dirk was killing us. Can you imagine if Mavericks come back around? There you go, like the Buffalo Bills. They're circling the wagon. They're playing good ball. And they man. matched up. Oh, man. And, and, and we talked about this on our podcast before. It's about a team getting hot. It is. In the playoffs. It is. And right now, you know, besides the Suns, who are not in it because they went A-no, mm-hmm. they went undefeated in the I bubble. I know. The Trailblazers, which, you know, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, market, August 24th. You heard it here. <laughs> it's going to be said that if the Lakers win the series against Portland, mm-hmm. when they win the series against Portland, it'll be because Damian Lillard dislocated his index finger. Could be. That'll Could be the be. reason. That'll be the reason why. That'll be and, the reason and you, why. And you know what? Speaking of reasoning, reasoning if the Lakers do not win a championship I feel bad for AD who will get all all the of criticism of why they did not win he'll get all the blame because that's generally what happens when you play with LeBron if you do great it's LeBron if you do bad it was because everybody, everybody else right so like for instance for you and me I think we've agreed on this before and I'll bring it back up who is the greatest teammate that LeBron has ever had and in his career from Cleveland the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, it's an easy choice. Cleveland, right. It's Cleveland and then Miami back to Cleveland and now the Lakers. Who has been his greatest um, teammate? And we both agreed, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, it, it really showed him because Miami was is and still is Dwayne Wade's team. It forever will be. For him to mm-hmm. take back that role, introduce this this young kid, come on, let's do this. And the dynamics, which I've, I mean, that's even debatable if that's the best duo in basketball history. Okay, because those four mm-hmm. years, they, they gave some great freaking highlights. I mean, no look alley oops. <laughs> oh my God. Transitions from full court, half court. I mean, oh my goodness. It was amazing. But now you remember Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, and. LeBron James got drafted the same year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you mention about, you know, Dwayne Wade was, you know, bringing the young guy along, they're the same age. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this. Now, I think I think mentally Dwayne Wade was more mature oh, than he was. Or, oh, yeah. because he had, I think the years he had Shaq. Yeah. Matured him. It did. Matured him beyond his years. Yeah. Uh, now, the biggest difference in all that, why Dwayne Wade has been the best teammate mm-hmm. to LeBron James it's beyond the alley-oops and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. Think about this. Think about this here for a second. At Cleveland, even when he went back to Cleveland, Cleveland with with uh, Kyrie Irving, it was still LeBron's team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In L.A., even with Anthony Davis, it's still LeBron's team. Mm-hmm. In Miami, it was Dwayne Wade's team. Absolutely. And then LeBron. Absolutely. So th- that's the biggest reason. Dwayne Wade had the the platform and the athletic ability to withstand any backlash because it was his team, his city. These are the spots. Kyrie got crap. 
because it was it's Cleveland. It's Akron is where LeBron's from. Right. That's his hometown. Now it's LA, but I mean, LeBron James is the guy that replaced Kobe. Yeah, you're just visiting. Yeah. Right. Anybody yeah. else is just visiting there. So AD coming there, he's he's uh he's a Kyrie of Cleveland. He is. He is. That's what it is. Yeah. I, so, you know, yeah, I think AD's in a bad situation. He is. If they Anyone lose, that plays with LeBron is in a bad situation because absolutely. if you win, like you said, if you win, LeBron's the greatest. He carries him on his shoulders. But if they lose, it's all oh, the supporting cast couldn't oh, help. Yeah, everybody and now else. AD gets dumped into a supporting cast role. Do you think he knew what he – I mean, he had to know what he's getting into. He had to know. For, I mean, the, the guy went from being for. the guy right before he got traded, before he signed yeah. his 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 deal over with, with, uh, with the Lakers – I mean, I don't think this end, it doesn't end well for AD no matter what. Now, back to your point, yeah, AD played 41 minutes. Guy almost played all 48 minutes. <laughs> for a big man, that's a lot. In the, in the win against Portland, right? And LeBron only played 34. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, right now, LeBron can't win it without AD, but AD will never get the recognition for doing what he's done. Nope, he never will. And for, I'm telling you right now to go to try to go through the West playing 41 minutes as a six, what, six ten, six eleven, uh, oh, man. big man. It's going to take a toll on your body, man. Good, good luck. You are not built like LeBron, so we're going to see how you, mm-hmm. your young athleticism can get you there because it's not. I don't think it's going to be any very well. So we're, we'll see how that ends up, man. Um, but, George, I, I want to talk to you, man. Uh, of course, uh, Kobe Bryant's birthday. His 43rd birthday uh, just recently passed, man. And I kind of wanted to open the floor up a little bit because, you know, on the clock radio wasn't established uh, when Kobe and his beautiful daughter, Gigi, were, you know, taken from us uh, in that helicopter crash, man. So um, I want to just put it out there, man. Do you have a favorite Kobe Bryant moment that you can remember? I mean, there's a ton of them between playoff clinching shots, the time that he pulled Shaq, aside and told me he got him early on in his career to, to come back and win a game. For me, I'm, I'm going to go with his last game, man. Yeah. His last game, he played 42 minutes. The Jazz, they were playing against the Jazz. They were down early. He struggled early. I think when O started like O for first eight shots he took uh, and ended up scoring 60 yeah. plus in that game. I think it was 61 Yeah, was his, uh, was his final Final tally there, and it was vintage. Mamba hit his elbow, elbow two point shot, yeah, man. to take the lead, and then free throws to to ice it, man. That 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 for me, I watched it, watched it live as, as it was going down, and you know, I've always talked about, you know, in today's era, everybody talks about LeBron, yeah. LeBron. Um, for me, the the closest thing to MJ was Kobe, absolutely from the fadeaway ways to how they prepare for the game to how they play the game and conducting themselves on and off the court kobe kobe for me is is as good as michael was um in, in my book at least what about what, what about you no I, I totally agree with that statement man it's always been in my book michael one kobe two lebron three it's always been that way it hasn't been it's not going to change not because of him passing i've always had him that way um the one i there's been so many memories, so it's hard to just sit there and say, okay, this was the best one ever. But one of the, the memories that I remember watching Kobe, which freaking was just amazing, he did amazing things, was he's playing the 76ers, right? And 
I believe it was Brian Shaw's at the top of the key, and he's got the ball. Uh, Iverson's covering Kobe, and Iverson made the mistake of letting Kobe get behind him. And Brian Shaw throws this alley-oop to Kobe, man. And Kobe grabs it and, like, reverse dunks it with one hand. And I'm talking about it was so... If anybody that's a Kobe fan remembers this freaking twist dunk and then him just standing there looking at people like, yeah, you can't you can't cover me. Um, it was just the, the embodiment of, of what he stood for, his mama mentality, all that stuff, man. So it was... One, that's one of the memories that, I, that sticks out of my mind every single time I, I think of Kobe Bryant just because, like, yo, just throw me the ball. I, I'll take care of the rest type stuff, man. And it was amazing to watch him play. And um, I was looking forward to seeing the next adventure of Kobe Bryant because he recently, you know, I don't know if you remember, he won the Academy Award for animated series, um, short animated mm-hmm. series and that he created. And it was amazing that he he was going to start a whole other path career. And he had the Mamba um, Academy as well. So... It, it was amazing to see where, where they was going to go. And Gigi, of course, you know, her life being taken so short um, from us because we, we didn't know where she was going to go as well. Um, that's that's probably the most hurtful thing, too. But rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, uh, Gigi. And uh, for you on the clock fans, just like we said, we're going to have we have a we have a clip here that's going to be two minutes and 24 seconds. I think that's the only way we can truly, truly honor a legend in the game and his beautiful daughter uh, that him and Vanessa created. So. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Gigi, man. Rest in peace. Breaking news, very sad news to tell the sports world. The LA Times is reporting that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come along. From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again Damn, All the planes we flew Good things we've been through That I'll be standing right here Talking to you about another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh but something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different See the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place See you in a better place uh. It's been a long day Without you, my friend and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I see you again. We've come a long way. Yeah, we came a long way. From where we began. You know we started. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I'll tell you. When I see you. Watch your way in the vibe is feeling stronger with small turn to a friendship, a friendship turn to a bond and that bond will never be broken. The love will never get lost.
My family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Yep, that's an emotional tribute there, man. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and his beautiful soul, his beautiful daughter, Gigi, man. Uh, but like we said, man, um, coming back from the tribute, George, man, tell me about your fantasy football here, man. I know you mentioned it earlier in the podcast that you had went to Wing House. You had a great time. But let's give some of the fans what they should be looking for fantasy football, right? I, I've been playing it for years. You're actually like a guru, which I've been telling people you, you got to bet on George when it comes to these things. But uh, what what are some of the picks that you might have picked? Because I'm going to tell you now, I'm probably going to piggyback off you and <laughs> <laughs> try to make some picks here. And we got to be careful so, what we say because Sports Caffeine is listening. And oh, we, for sure. Yeah, we we're, know we're it. doing a fansdomsports.com freaking fantasy football league along with our own fantasy football league that we're doing. So we got to be careful here because, you know, Courtney and Grizz and Chevy and all those guys are listening. So we got to be careful. Uh, but what do you got, George? What do, what do you what do you think guys should be keen in on? All right. So first thing we're going to start off with is the most important position on a fantasy football roster. Now, unlike the NFL, that would be the defense, it's not right? The quarterback. That's the defense. Yes, right? the defense. <laughs> Raul, for you, any league that we are playing against each other in, defense kickers yeah. win leagues. Go okay? go pick those guys. <laughs> yeah, go pick those guys first. But uh, running backs, running backs are, are, are scarce out there in fantasy land because there's few that are dominant. Most are running back by committee or there's multiple guys that touch the ball. There's not a clear guy that carries a load 25 times or you got a lot of teams that are passing heavy and they don't really run the ball a whole lot, even though they may have a a, a legit Is that because Is that because the game has shifted, right? It used to be the guy used to carry the ball 25 times a load, but now the game shifted to RPOs and they're not really, it's not like that anymore. Scat backs are pretty much in now. Pretty much. Um, so I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my top ten here. Oh yeah. For oh, yeah. running backs. This. Let me write this down. Go ahead. Now, now there's a clear break. To me, there's top six. Right. And then there's a group of everybody else that I'm gonna rank as well. All right. So the top six for me, running backs. Number one overall, my guy, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. He's by far. Top running back. I think he's a top overall player. I think if you have the first pick, you're definitely taking him. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley, two. Ezekiel. Elliott, three. Okay, you got Derrick Henry, four. Alvin Kamara, five. And Dalvin Cook, six. To me, those are, at least from a workload perspective, which, again, when you're drafting fantasy running backs, that's what you're looking for is a workload. Are they going to get the touches? Are they involved heavily in their team's offense? Um, all those guys touch the ball at least 25 times a game in right. different capacities, some as receivers, some as running backs, some as both, mm. but you're going to get that consistently. Now, 6 through 10 here is where, again, this is why it's important you draft one of these six guys early. Um, yeah. Seven, Joe Mixon mm. over there in Cincinnati. You figure now with Joe Burrow being there, he's probably he's probably has a little more help now. Joe's a little better of a, of a quarterback. They got some receivers out there to help A.J. Green. 
True. And Joe Mixon should be in the mix, especially as a dump off guy kind of guy for Joe Burrow early on in his rookie rookie year. That's true. Nick Chubb came on the stage last year a little bit for fantasy owners. He was one of the guys drafted later in the year. He surprised a lot of people. Um, surprisingly enough, Kareem Hunt didn't uh, eat into his carries and his touches. So I, I have Nick Chubb as eight. To me, these two guys are the two guys that I would are my next up after the first six that I mentioned. Josh Jacobs over at the Raiders. He's a 25-touch guy. You know John Green likes to run the ball. He has Mariota, Derek Carr. Who knows who's going to hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs. But what we do know, someone will hand the ball to Josh Jacobs a lot. Right. And then the first rookie climbs in here to the top 10. In, in the I have top him at 10. number 10. Wow. At the top 10, only because of who he plays for. He plays for KC mm. in that offense. There with Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Wow. Okay, from LSU. Yeah, he's amazing. I have him. He's he's amazing. I think he was a steal for the Chiefs there in the first round to end the first round. Them Absolutely. Picking, um, the, the LSU running back there got him for five years on a rookie deal. I think that's important as they continue to manage the salary cap with $71 left in their salary cap <laughs> right. as a side note. Right. Uh, next up. We're going to talk a little bit. Of, we're going to dive into the receivers a little bit. Now, to me, after running backs, receivers is where you win your leagues because typically receivers are your deepest positions in fantasy football. Um, mostly start two plus two running backs, and you have a flex. But receivers, again, you have 30 of these guys that are viable. We're going to talk specifically about the top 10, and you're going to be shocked here at this top 10 because – there are two Buccaneers in my top 10. Shocker. Oh, shocker. 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 Right. And, and let me ask first, you this real quick before you dive into that. Because you're saying basically as a first-round pick in a in the draft for fantasy football, you 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 would recommend taking a running back over the receivers? Absolutely. Or a quarterback? Really? Yeah, because there's so many there's so many receivers that you can still get a good second, third receiver in the later rounds. There's not really a whole lot of running backs after the top 10. So let after me, top 10, you're dealing with guys that are in timeshares that injury prone that are in offenses that don't really cater to running backs and really unsure. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't know, man, maybe this is why I don't win them very often. If I got a chance to take Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm going with Holmes. I, I, so, I got to steal him for the first, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, or Lamar Jackson Patrick, or Deshaun Watson. I got to take one of those now, guys. Those two guys are the clear-cut <laughs> top quarterbacks. <laughs> right. But the point differential between a Patrick Mahomes and a Lamar Jackson in that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh quarterback mm -hmm. is one to three points. Okay, so it doesn't really matter. It's not. Now, Lamar Jackson is, to me, fantasy football-wise, right. a better bet than Patrick Mahomes. Who? Because Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought I heard. I would cool. take Lamar before Mahomes simply because Lamar runs the ball a ton. Yeah, and he'll, he'll get you more Lamar, points. Yeah, Lamar gets you 60, 70 yards rushing on scramble, plus he'll throw for 250, you know, throw a touchdown, run for a touchdown. And in most leagues, in most leagues, they only award four points for a passing touchdown, six for a rushing touchdown. So okay. think about a guy like Lamar Jackson. He may rush you for two touchdowns in a game, mm -hmm. not throw for any, but still come out better than a Mahomes who throws three touchdowns because think about it. Mahomes throws three touchdown passes at four points apiece. That's 12 points. That's a great day for Mahomes. 
Right, Lamar Jackson comes out there, throws one, runs for two. Right, he's now got sixteen points. Yeah, edge Lamar Jackson there because of the running ability. Okay, there. that makes sense. Um, so go. What, what, go, go I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. What, the receivers. You're good. Diving back to our receivers here a little yeah. bit. The guy who's unguardable, runs slants better than anyone in football. Michael Thomas, number one overall. Yep. Okay. Um, Devontae Adams, number two. Nice. And here, and, and, and I'm gonna get some debate about that. I want to hear the fans talk about number two receivers here because a lot of people want to take Tyreek Hill here at number two. And I, I get that, but or again, even, you you got to separate. This is fantasy football and what they production real was. life yeah, football. This is, don't go right. with your heart when you do fantasy. Yeah, De- Devontae Adams is a volume driven receiver. Name name the other receiver opposite of Devontae Adams. I'll wait. It's <laughs> a great okay. question. Great question. So. Tyreek Hill, I have a number three. The ageless guy that's been doing it forever, Julio Jones, number four. Number five, I feel like I'm going to get a little crap from you here, buddy. Oh, yeah, I got to hear this. Chris Godwin. At number five. But I can understand because of the numbers he's producing. I can understand. Number five. Ahead of Mike Evans. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I think in this offense with Brady, Chris Godwin is a bigger producer than Mike Evans is. Brady loves a slot guy. He does love a slot guy. And I think you're going to see Godwin utilize like an Edelman, uh, like a Wes Welker back in the day. He's right. a slot guy, the right. intermediate guy. I see Godwin averaging seven to 10 catches a game, 70 to eight, 100 yards, minimal touchdowns, because touchdowns will go to Mike Evans, Rob, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, those kind of guys. Uh, but I think volume-wise, Chris Godwin's there. I have number six, Kelly, Kenny Galladay from Detroit. Again, yeah. volume guy. He has Marvin Jones, who can't stay healthy right. on the other side. Um, and then the guy that I think is going to splash onto the scene this year, everybody knows him, but I think he's being a little underrated because of the team he's on, DeAndre Hopkins. People underestimate Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. And his throwing ability, I think now you got you got Kirk out there, you got Larry Fitzgerald, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got a legit offense out there with Kenny Drake see it. as I well. I got to see what kind of production with Kyler. I got to see. I can um, imagine them running the ball a little bit more, being a little bit more balanced offense compared to what they had last year because they they really tried to let him gunsling and it didn't work out. They too did. Well. They had a bad defense. I think that yeah, a lot they, of that had to do because they of bad did. defense and they were they were playing from behind quite a bit. They were um, number eight. I got Mike Evans. Yeah. I think Mike Evans, he's in the top 10 for me because of his touchdown volume. Yes. I think he's going to get seven to 10 touchdowns this year. That averages, you know, just short of one a game. He may even get closer to that one again, depending on how the year goes for them here. And then rounding out the nine and 10, I have uh, I have a number nine. I have A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Nice. Again, name another guy that plays receiver for Tennessee outside of A.J. Brown. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Someone, someone's got to catch play action passes from right. Derrick Henry getting a nine men box. And yeah. again, that's A.J. Brown. Um, and then I think you, you go to Dallas. And my first Dallas Cowboy here is Amari Cooper again. I think I think if anyone has the ability to fall out, out of this top 10 is Amari Cooper because I think CeeDee Lamb oh, wow. is going to dominate. Yeah. He, he looks good in that 88 football. jersey, I'll tell you that. Oh, he does. He, he does look good, good at it. Um, <laughs> I know Mike I, for happy. me, he's a uh, – I know I know. typically receivers – you know, it's a good question. When's the last time a receiver's won Rookie of the Year? It hasn't been since – Normally, The last person I remember winning Rookie of the Year 
was Randy Moss. That's the last person I remember as a receiver win, winning rookie. The, I don't. You know what? Wait a minute. Did Odell Beckham win it? I think Odell might have won it. He might have. He might have. I think that was if, he did his one. If the Cowboys, catch. if the Cowboys finish with ten wins or more, yeah, I'm gonna bet that Ceedee Lamb is probably in the rookie of the year conversation. I hope. Hopefully, he is because he brings a he brings a lot to him. He brings a lot to him for rookie of the year. And then rounding up the quarterbacks here, we're, we're going to rapid fire these this here because yeah. again, quarterbacks outside the top two, you know, quarterbacks for me are people that I draft round seven, eight, nine, ten down the road here. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, his name won't come up in my list, but I'm going to tell you where I got Brady at before I tell you the list. I have Brady as eleventh because I again, think four points, four points for a passing touchdown. Yeah, I hear it you. Goes into effect. I think I think that's disrespectful. I think he's in the top ten. Well, here we go. Patrick Mahomes, I have him as one. Right. Lamar Jackson two, which those guys flop one or two. Legit. I'm not upset. Those are legit. I I have Russell Wilson three. Okay. Deshaun Watson four. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Now from this point forward, it gets a little scrappy. Okay. I have Drew Brees five. Aaron Rodgers six. Okay. Everybody's very Prescott seventh. De- okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Only because of his rushing ability. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Then I have I have Cam Newton. Jesus Christ. Right after that. Really. Okay. I also have Matt Ryan. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then rounding it out, rounding it out, I have uh. Have your boy Kyler Murray at ten, I, and I—that's I, where I think. And I have Brady at eleven. I think I think you're and and I think that's wrong. And I'll I'll give you my quick explanation why. I think with Big Ben coming back, Big Ben's gonna have a big year. I think Matt Matt Stafford, who doesn't win football games, but for whatever reason throws for five thousand yards a season, he should be up there as well. I think you take yeah, out Kyler. I think Tom Brady's going to gunsling like we've never seen him before because of all the weapons that this guy has at his arsenal. It's it's unfair is what it is. Um, I think he should be moved up to number nine at the very least. I think Dak comes down to 10, and you got to put in Big Ben and Matt, Matthew Stafford in there because I'm just going off production and numbers. Those guys are very, very yeah, high. But you're, you're using the past to predict the future here. And yeah. again... In, in fantasy football, uh-huh. you're rewarded for rushing quarterbacks. Kyler, all these quarterbacks that I mentioned to you in the top 10 have a certain thing in common. Look at even Aaron Rodgers at his age, still runs around a little bit. He does. Right? He's, Kyler Murray, when in trouble, he's going to take off. Dak Prescott's the same way. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. I, I can't believe Mahomes. I'm defending Tom Brady is what I'm what I'm doing on this show yeah, right and, now. And I can't believe and I have the Tom Yeah, because... <laughs> I thought he was project like I, from what I checked on fantasy, he was projected like two ninety one or two something. All right, Raul, I gotta I gotta break into the truth. Okay, I'm trying to get the listeners not to draft. Yeah, Tom okay, Brady. that's what that's what it is. Now now it comes out. Now I got it. <laughs> okay. Now I understand. I got and That's my if fault. If I put Shame Tom low and people take my advice, right. maybe we get into certain round. I can take Tom Brady, Chris well, Godwin. When we do our live, when we do our live draft, we're good. We're you're safe, is what you're you saying. Go. Come on, man. <laughs> that's good stuff. I told you just before the show. I told you just stuff. before the show. We're gonna set the listeners up here well, with I, my quarterback. But I love rankings. your take on it because you're you're basically your rule number one is focus on value. 
That's basically yes, you your, have to. You have to. Your rule number yeah, one. It's a value draft, right? You have to, and and that's why I love the way you approach it because again, a lot of people don't approach it that way, and that's why they they get frustrated when they play it, right? Um, I, me personally, rule number two would be you know take wide receivers early is what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, you know what I mean? That's that's here nor there. That's so just, I'll give you I'll give you a quick a quick team I had a year yeah, ago. Okay, a year ago I had DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans and Michael Thomas. Okay. I lost. <laughs> he said I lost. <laughs> I lost. I did not win. And I used really? that philosophy because I was drafting like ninth. So all those top guys I mentioned were gone. Wow. So I said, forget this. We're going to draft every receiver from this point out. Right. The, my first four picks, five picks were all receivers. All of them. <laughs> I was like, if they don't play for me, they don't play for nobody. Kind of mentality. I was trying to play keep away. And I had, I drafted uh, Michael Thomas first, right. came back around, picked up Hawkins in the third round, grabbed Mike Evans. And I'm thinking, man, I got three of the top five receivers in the league on my team right now. Right. I came in sixth that year. <laughs> Why? Here's, here's a problem with receivers. Right. And here's where I, I debunk your idea of drafting receivers early. Okay. Running backs will get carries no matter what. Okay. Receivers can go blank. How many times have you seen a Michael Thomas go two catches for 10 yards? That's a stat line for a game. Yeah, that's true. Or you get DeAndre Hopkins that goes one for nine because Deshaun Watson forgets he's on the field. Or, you know, you're with Jameis and the Bucks and with all the weapons back to Tom Brady has all these weapons. Yeah, Mike Evans could have a two for ten game. Godwin could blow up. That's well. That Mike Evans can go two for ten, but now McCaffrey is going to touch the ball twenty five times. And I think Derrick Henry, your boy Evans, loses his mind when he sees that Gronk is catching seven, seven. Not, tar- he's targeted twelve times. Listen, Mike <laughs> Evans has been has never been in the playoffs. I hear you. That man makes the playoffs. I don't get. I don't think he he cares what his stat line is. He's gonna care. It's gonna happen. He was there before Gronk, and I'm going to tell you right now, that you can say whatever you want. Egos go a long way in the NFL, and he's going to feel Especially some type receivers. of way. Especially and receivers. And you know I know receivers very well. Your receivers are emotional creatures, okay? They're divas, boy. They, they are really divas. are, man. They are supermodels and all kinds of stuff, diva, all that stuff. So, uh, I, I love, but I love what you come with. Like I said, the rule number one, focus on value. I think the tight ends we'll talk about next week. Or this Thursday, I apologize. This Thursday, we could talk about tight ends, but I think you, you draft tight ends on the back end uh, of of your fantasy stuff. But but I'm excited, so we'll see how it goes. Fantasy football with FanStreamSports.com and and then our own man. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be great, man. So thank you for on the clock radio listeners to to tuning in again. And big shout out to Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter uh, Gigi. And God bless the family of the Bryants as they go through this tough time uh, again in this time of year and uh, happy birthday Kobe Bryant if you enjoyed today's show go ahead and find us on social media by simply searching on the clock radio visit our website otcsportstalk.com check us out on Facebook join the group join the debate at OTC Sports Talk until next time you're on the clock